everybody. And here it is, Sunday already. Seems I just left. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> How did your week go there, Hope? It Same was, thing? Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah, it went by fast. And like, like I told you um, on the break that this month flew by, too. Oh, <laughs> I still I can't get over it. And those of you guys have been keeping track. Uh, uh, my daughter lives up in Alaska, and uh, they haven't been home for almost like a year and three quarters. <laughs> and uh, they're coming in this coming Saturday. Uh <laughs> The whole family. And they're going to be staying at our house for a month. And so it's going to be a sardine can. We've got <laughs> kids from five months to eight years. So it ought to be interesting. And three are boys. It won't be <laughs> that boring. Are very active, that are very <laughs> active. So I don't know. Like I was, we, we always talk before the show. And there's tons of stuff that need to get done to get ready for the kids. And my daughter always said, you know, come on, you got ADD. And I'm like, yeah, right. But anyway, so then she gave me a couple examples, and I'm like, oh. And one of them was what I did today. I have tons of stuff to do for the get ready for the kids to come. And what do I do? I decided to clean out my pots and pans <laughs> and my Tupperware place. And, you know, and for once, usually everybody's got bowls with no covers. Yes. I had 50,000 covers. I have no idea where the bottom of them went. I have no idea. I lo- I stood there and looked at everything on the floor. I'm like, really? Because, you know, it's like a puzzle. You got all these pieces. Here's all the covers. Here's all the thing. Okay, this goes with that. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't have that much plastic. I do mostly Pyrex anyway. Yes. But anyway, so, uh, but for, I uh, keep plastic in case I'm going to send something home with somebody. So anyway, but yeah, so I had tons of covers and not that many things to put them on. So I need to say I'm going to bring them down to the the sandbox <laughs> so that the kids can use them in the sandbox, the covers. I'm sure they can put, you know, make bridges or some dang thing out of them. But and then if they get yucked out, it's no big deal because they didn't have bottoms anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, so of all the things I could have done, but it feels very good to have my pasta pans, things that I don't use on a regular basis and stuff and pie pants are pie glass pyrex yes okay i'm not exactly what we call a baker of any means right (laughs) i kid you not i kept three um and then i had seven other glass pie pans or whatever you want to call okay and i'm like okay i maybe bake a pie Six times a year, <laughs> and for Will because he likes cherry pies, you know I'm not nice. a fan, but you yeah, know, I've gotten better at it. But the uh, but the other what I I do do is do shepherd's pies. Oh, okay, you know because that's mm-hmm. just kind of a quick fix, and yeah, yeah. I, I like that. But otherwise, but and I use the deep dish pie pans for that, obviously. So I'm standing there scratching my head like. How do I accumulate so many of these? So I wonder why everything was busting at the seams. Half of it I don't even use. So I pulled that out. So now it's going to be going to the donating store. Nice. Well, you were productive. Maybe it was the wrong time or the wrong activity to do, but it's okay. You were productive. So that's a win. Oh, I tell (laughs) you. Yeah. And there's so much to do. Who's sleeping where, why, and when. And do I got pillowcases enough for all the pillows? And, uh, Oh, it's going to be a sardine can. It's going to be a sardine can. <laughs> but, you know, it's going to be fun. That first week is always the toughest because it's a three-hour ch- time change. Oh, and so the kids sure. you know, are kind of wackadoodle <laughs> on the time change. And then we no sooner hit a beat and it's time for them to go home. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh. Sometimes it will fly you think, by. Sometimes you think the time is too much. 
And then uh, all of a sudden you blink it in there. No, 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 no. Let's do another couple weeks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd give anything to have them down the street. But it is what it is, and we've all made it so far. So That's good. Well, today, hopefully, we got a last Sunday of the month. And who's always here? That would be our favorite holistic vet, Dr. Jessica Levy. So hopefully you have some some veterinary questions for her. And what we're going to be talking on, um, I've gotten a couple calls this week and a couple emails about female dogs that are leaking. You know, when they go to sleep, they leak, like pee. And some of them is just a dribble, but some of them is like they mm-hmm. peed in their bed. And and so we're going to discuss that. And then fear. There's a um, there's usually some holistic remedies and such like that that maybe might help curb some of that and just help mellow the dog down. Everybody wants to put the dogs on Prozac and, you know, human drugs to stable them out. And we want to try to do things naturally. So we'll try to talk to Dr. Levy uh, about that. But please feel free, being that we have her on, try to call calls in for her. Um, otherwise, I'll be answering periodically too, so you don't have to worry that. But I, de- I don't like to take up all her time, two hours sitting on the phone, you know, waiting for another call. <laughs> so if you got calls for our calls, if you got questions for Dr. Levy, please call him in, you know, the first half year, because I'm sure she's got other things too. But she's always willing to stay, so that's very, very nice. So anyway, why don't we pull her up and say hi. Here she is. Hey, Dr. Levy, how you doing? Good. How are oh, you doing? Good, good. Are you phoned out? I know you talked to your family today. No. No? <laughs> Nobody has anything to say anymore because we talk every week and nothing's happening. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Okay, well, every week that's that's a family get-together. Do you do Zoom or just talk? Yeah, we do Zoom. Oh, okay. I still haven't figured out how long has it been. I don't know how to use that. I could do FaceTime or whatever that's called, but that's about it. No. Oh, good for you. Yay me, yay me. So anyway, so everything is all well at your house and the clinic and everything? Yep. Keeping busy? Keeping busy. Oh, that's good. That's good. Say, um, okay, well, we start out with, um, uh, you know, uh, female dogs that leak. Whether they're young mm-hmm. dogs now, now from what I understand, and I'll say this, and then you can take it from there. Is what I understand is that sometimes fixed females, as they get older, will leak. All right, and then um, and so let's go from there. Or other reasons that a dog can leak. So because it's mostly the female dogs more so than the male dogs, correct? Yeah, it's probably somewhat more common. Okay, okay. So what about mm-hmm. fe- female dogs that leak? What's your What's your thoughts? Well, um, incontinence is kind of a common problem, and that is uh, truly when when they're in deep sleep, so they're not conscious, and, um, you know, we have this thing in our brain that keeps certain muscles toned even when we're sleeping, uh-huh. and so that's why most of us don't wet the bed, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, if they, if they relax enough, then and their muscle tone isn't great, and so uh, some of these dogs will urinate while they're sleeping. Okay, so a lot now, of times people mm-hmm. you said like if their muscle tone is isn't great, how can you mm-hmm. boost the muscle tone to help this? Exercise. As far as what kind of exercise? Walking. Okay, just walking. Yeah. Oh wow. Walking on different surfaces, walking on uneven surfaces. Okay. Walking up and down hills. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're not getting Walking the dogs. To, we're not getting the dogs to do any kegels or anything. <laughs> well, and I think like there was something that debatable about those that I heard in a news story recently. Apparently, they're not all they're cracked up to be. Oh, okay. <laughs> the kegels or but, the dogs? Um, <laughs> the kegels. Okay. But um, 
So, so a lot of times people think that their dog is having a urinary tract infection. Mm-hmm. And so, it, like, this needs to be really investigated what exactly is happening. Because there's a difference between, um, I have to go more often and, gosh, you're just not here to let me out, so I'm going to pee on the carpet. Okay. There's a difference between that and I'm so deeply asleep that in my unconscious state, I can't control my bladder anymore. Okay. Um, so you really need to differentiate those two. Um I will start a lot of times it's a good idea to start with a urinalysis Mm -hmm. and you could just bring a sample into your vet. It has to be fresh. So urine has to be from the same day and refrigerated. If you can't get the sample and rush it to the vet immediately, then put it in the fridge. Okay. Now what's some good ways to collect urine from a female dog? Um, I typically will use like the lid from a Tupperware. Okay. Um, And so basically you kind of slide it underneath them like a tray when they squat. Okay, what about a boy dog? Uh, uh, you could use a ladle. Okay. You could use any kind of plastic Tupperware or plastic container. Um, if you don't want to, hold it in your hand and risk getting pee on your hand. Okay. You can duct tape it to a yardstick. Oh, good idea. Yeah. Good. That's and a good then, idea. And it's really helpful. Like, in order to do this, it. In the ideal situation, it's a two-person job. So one person has the dog on a leash so that you're not, you know, running all over the yard (laughs) trying to catch your dog who's peeing. Um, So one person has the dog on a leash and a short leash so that you can control their movement unless you really hate the person who's collecting urine and you're (laughs) trying to have a little fun with them. So you shorten up your leash so that the dog doesn't run or go too fast. Right. And that allows the person who is catching the sample just to focus on that. Okay. Um, it does not, you know, you don't have to have a lot of urine. Okay. So even if you get a little bit, you're like, oh man, that's like maybe half a teaspoon. Okay. That should be enough. Oh, wow. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hold on to that uh, thought. We got to mm-hmm. run. Okay. So hold on to that thought. Ladles. And if you know what, you can go to the dollar store and get a couple of ladles and mark them as urine ones. So in case you do have to collect it, you're not putting it in a soup. But anyway, okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. We're going to do a riddle here. My girlfriend, Kim. Gave me some cute riddles. They're kind of like da- dad riddles. Okay. Okay. Great. So we're gonna we're gonna do one here. Okay. What do you call a rabbit with fleas? What do you call a rabbit with fleas? We'll be back. Okay. Dave, we got a question for Doctor Levy. Please give a holler. Six five one. That almost sounded like I was begging. Please. <laughs> but anyway, uh, got a, uh, yeah, a vet question for your holistic vet, Dr. Jessica Levy, 651-641-1071. Okay, Dr. Jess, I'll give you this, uh, and then we'll give Hope a chance, okay? Okay. Okay, what do you call a rabbit with fleas? An itchy bunny. <laughs> no. Okay, I, well, I don't, yeah. Okay, you ready for this? I'm ready. Did she, your friend write this, or she no, found these for you? she found these, okay. okay? Okay, cool. Bugs Bunny. Oh, oh gosh. Gosh. Okay. Yeah. So that's a frame of mind now. That yep, we're okay, into, okay. Yes. There we we're go. We're going to set it up. So, what do you call a rabbit with fleas? Bugs Bunny. At first, when she said that, I'm like, Bugs Bunny. I'm thinking of, you know, what's up, Doc? <laughs> and uh, then I got it. Okay. So now we're catching urine for that because we got a dog that leaks or is not holding the urine correctly. So, we're going to catch catch the, the urine and then we're going to bring it in. And now you have to, if you catch, now you, if they catch it the night before, because they got yeah. an early morning appointment, would that be okay? Or, or but they have to go in the refrigerator or what? No. Okay. But no, there's there's a, yeah there's a time limit on urine. Okay. And so, so what is yeah, the best just, urine to catch? First thing in the morning urine. 
I, I don't think it necessarily matters, okay. but it, from the same day. Okay, sounds good. Okay. Now, the, the flip side is, like, with cats, Okay. Um, you know, best of luck to you. Yeah. And so for cats, I will definitely set them up the night before, and, you know, hopefully they'll contribute something. Okay, well, and what do you do for that? Put cellophane? Uh, well, no, luckily, yeah, cats, cats luckily don't. Typically, you don't see incontinence in cats. Um, yeah, I used to ran wrap the cat litter. Okay, okay. So lay, lay saran wrap down on top of the litter. Um, unless you have, I mean, some cats will go in an empty laundry basket or, yeah. you know. Yeah. Some, if you have a cat that's like that, it's, it's awesome. Or if they're already, um, you know, peeing in the uh, in the bathtub or something like that, you can just try to, Collect you know, it. have your vet give you a syringe to suck it up with or oh, okay. use a spoon. Okay. A spoon. Yeah. Okay. Lovely ideas. But it's a way to do it, right? Right. Okay. We're talking about dogs. Okay, so now with so, the- so the first step that I get contacted by a lot of people who say I think my dog has urinary tract infection and you know I don't want to take her in but this is what's happening and and it's like you really you have to do the urinalysis in order to tell the difference between what's an infection what's not an infection okay so, so the urinalysis the ur- is important okay so we did the urinalysis and now mm-hmm. okay so now say the urinalysis is normal and she really truly is just you know she's sleeping hard. You wake her up and the bed is wet. Okay. That's kind of the classic scenario. Okay. So then we look at food, right? Because feeding dry food is going to force your dog to drink an unnatural amount anyway. Mm-hmm. And so this is where I go raw with the food to, in order to cut down on water intake. Okay. Um, chiropractic is very important for these dogs because the nerves that are going to the bladder and the bladder sphincter, it's possible if those nerves are not getting good oxygen flow, then they're going to misfire. I wouldn't have thought of that one. That's excellent. Excellent. That's why we have you on. (laughs) Yeah. So always do chiropractic with them. And Mm -hmm. then um, sometimes probiotics are very helpful for these dogs. Now there there are two kinds of drugs that are commonly used for them in the in the conventional world. All right. It, this is commonly called spay incontinence because it is seen most commonly in spayed female dogs. It doesn't show up typically like it's not like you get them home from being spayed and next thing you know they're right. getting the bed. Right. They'll show up years later. Um, but even so, it's just more common in spayed female dogs. And so, uh, one of the treatments is to use. Hormone replacement. Yeah. Uh, typically, diethylstilbestrol, DES, is one of the drugs that is used. Um, these drugs are just as dangerous in dogs as they are in humans. Okay. So they cause cancer? I know they do not. Yeah, and they also can wipe out your bone marrow. So oh, okay. I really don't like to use those. Okay. Um, the other drug that is used in dogs is called Proin. The chemical name is phenylpropanolamine. This is a drug that was, I don't know what they were using it for in humans, but in humans it caused heart disease and heart problems. So then whatever company made it poked around and said, well, what else can we use this for since we can't give it to people? And it turns out that it works great for incontinence in dogs, and I don't think I've ever seen it have a side effect in dogs. Really? Interesting. And what was that called again? Proin. Prevalin? Proin. P-R-O-I-N. Okay. So it comes as a delicious chewable tablet. I have no idea what the chewable part is made of. I'm sure it's something disgusting. (laughs) Um, But it works typically really well for dogs. And then often you can either wean them off it after three or four months. You can kind of use the drug to retrain the bladder sphincter. Okay. 
Uh, or sometimes, even if you can't get it off them completely, you can wean them down typically to a very low dose. Okay. So. Okay. Well, that sounds excellent. Yeah. Okay. And so now, is there any any remedies or anything that would help with this? Um, it, it's hard to find the right homeopathic remedy because it's such a common symptom. There okay. is a combination remedy. There's at least one. There, I know there's one made by Homeopet, and you can buy these at some of the smaller pet food stores. Um, and they have one called, is it one that's made for, I don't know, it, maybe it's, it's a combination remedy. I, I can, right now I can't remember if it's made for humans or for dogs, but it's called Leaks No More. Okay. I think it's made for dogs. Okay. And it's just homeopathic tablets. So it's a combination remedy with some different remedies in there. Oh, okay. And it will have instructions on it. Okay. Um, and so I have had clients who have had success with that. Another one is. NutriVet uh, bladder control tablet. It's just a supplement that I've had some people have really good success with that. And so there's not, typically there's not going to be one hard and fast. This works for everybody. Right, right. And so you may have to, you know, try one thing, try something else. Yeah. Okay. You know, and, and with, the, with the awareness too that, you know, uh, one one chiropractic adjustment in a 12-year-old dog who's now wetting the bed, one chiropractic adjustment is probably not going to be enough. Okay. okay. So, you know, for chiropractic, I always tell people, you know, plan on going three or four times. Okay. And that should, you should at least be seeing some improvement by then. Okay. Exactly. Like I said, but, I would, but, you know, but, mm-hmm. no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought of the chiropractic, but that only makes sense. Only makes sense. Yeah, and this, and this can be compounded by, um, you know, I mean, if, if we slip on the ice, so do our dogs. Yeah. If we have slippery floors in our home, oh. uh, you know, if we occasionally slip going downstairs, guess what our dogs are doing? Yeah. And so so it's really important also for these, uh, any dog on slippery floors, um, get yourself some attractive non-slip mats. And the areas you want to pay attention to are coming down the stairs. Like when you come off the last stair, your yep. dog should be landing on a non-slip surface, jumping off the couch, jumping off the bed, jumping up onto the couch and bed. Like you don't want them slipping, basically. Right. And then if your dog has to get, like you have a dog bed in the living room by the couch, but your dog has to get from there to the sliding door to go outside, like a track. Yep. Doesn't make a fashion statement, but slipping. it's best for the dog. <laughs> right. Right, slippery floors and dogs are just a terrible mix. Oh, I know. I've seen some coming in uh, with my school. My and my, I've got a lot of rugs, but th- when they hit that cement, some of them almost freeze, and and then they like tiptoe, like oh, 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 it's not that slippery, not like the hardwood floors that are at mm-hmm. home, you know. So yeah, it's crazy. Yep. Okay, well we got some calls for you, so batten down the the hatches. Are you ready? Oh, so are your dogs. Okay. Yeah. The noise is starting. Uh-oh, there you go. You better you better mute me. You better mute me. Oh, no, no. <laughs> okay, uh, Hope, who's up first? Let's take Caitlin, um, and okay. we will have to run a break in a couple minutes. Okay, I, oh, turn oh, down the radio. Caitlin, turn down the radio. There we go. Okay. Oh, perfect. There okay. we go. Okay. <laughs> Hi. What can Hi, we, what how can are we, you? Good, good. What can we do for you? Yeah, so we have an 11-year-old Yorkie named Chip, and unfortunately, so this was about a year ago, he got his some teeth removed, and ever since he got teeth removed, um, we have had trouble with 
um, feeding him. Okay. And so we went through a course of a couple of months where we tried to use his same uh, dry food, wet it. He would not eat it. So then we ended up switching over um, to a couple just wet options. And so we found one that works for him. It's just, it's like the fresh pet chicken and he loves it. He eats it like it's McDonald's. He could eat it all day long, probably. Okay. Um, but, of course, it's not going to be good for him. Okay, we got to hold um, on. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Okay, hold on. We'll yeah. continue when we get back. Okay, hold on one more time. Okay, how much does it cost to swim with the sharks? How much does it cost to swim with the sharks? We'll be back. There we go. We're going. Here we go. Let's down it, and we'll get to the Dr. Jess. Everybody's waiting patiently, so we want to get to them. All right, Caitlin, you still with us? There she is. Oh, there she is. There, yeah, there you go. Okay, so you're doing what? Fresh pet. Okay, so that's what he really, yep. really likes. Okay, then so, what? Yep, we're doing the fresh pet. We're doing. Um, he's getting about a half a cup a day. Um, because he's constantly begging for food. Mm-hmm. And he's also been licking more than usual. He's having accidents in the house. So we actually brought him to the vet. They did a full like blood analysis, urinalysis. Mm-hmm. Urinalysis came back. He had a high amount of epithelial cells in his urine. And um, so they wanted to definitely get him retested because they thought that was definitely abnormal and he potentially could have like a tumor growth in his bladder or something along those lines. So we did the retest of the year analysis and it came back clear, all okay. good. good. But he's continuing to have accidents in the house. Again, super hungry all the time. He could, he continually goes up to the fridge and is pawing at the fridge. <laughs> and then um, he also starts shaking when he's, when he's getting like so excited for food mm-hmm. and wants to eat, um, which is kind of another red flag that I'm seeing. Um, and it's just, it's very bizarre. The vet thinks it's behavioral, but as a mom, I just, you know, I've <laughs> you been know around him kid. for 11 years. This is completely out of the normal. And we do have a um, n- another second opinion appointment scheduled for tomorrow okay. at the vet because my the first thing I would think is like maybe diabetes, you know, me trying to do my Google, right. <laughs> my Google searches <laughs> and diagnose the problem, um, but, or else even like Cushing's disease or something that it would maybe take um, a little longer to detect. Okay. Dr. Um, Jess, what so, do you think? Yeah. There's a lot of input. Um, okay. So so this dog is 11 years old? Yep. Yeah. Yorkie. And how long has this situation been going on? This has been going on, I would say, for the past, like, four months. Okay. Um, is there anything that happened four months ago? No. I, I cannot pinpoint anything. I've actually, I've thought what happened like in his life but um no when was nothing. he last vaccinated oh gosh a long time ago good. maybe <laughs> like his puppy shop nice okay. all right good um are you using any um heartworm preventive or flea and tick chemicals or anything like that no nope proud of you okay. good good um, I, I see I, I see a lot of cases like this where the dogs have symptoms that are um, very consistent with Cushing's disease, and yet um, uh, and yet the testing doesn't reflect that, which okay. is kind of a good yep. position to be in. And so basically, it's if you waited another year, 
then, you know, his symptoms would persist, they would worsen, and eventually the blood work would change. Yeah. And then somebody would say, oh, look, your dog has Cushing's disease. Now, if yeah. you've done the urinalysis, then you have ruled out diabetes. Yep. There is no mystery diabetes that's not going to show up in the urine. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. So that would have been my first was diabetes right. for sure. Right. So, mm-hmm. it, so if there's no sugar in the urine, there is no diabetes done. So you can, you know, put that thought out of your head and rest easy on that one. So, um, you know, Cushing's is kind of a, a common thing to have happen. It, it typically really starts probably, you know, maybe even a year, a year and a half or two years before you're going to notice the symptoms. So I would just, you know, think back to any stressful situation. I read an article once about Cushing's in horses. And the article stated that Cushing's disease always starts with a negative emotional experience. Okay. And so it can be helpful just for the purposes of homeopathic prescribing, just to think back, was there, you know, did you leave him at a boarding kennel? Uh, Was he, uh, did something scary happen in the house? You know, I mean, smoke detectors, you know, who knows what. Um, yeah. Because that will often kind of guide you to a good homeopathic remedy for him. Okay. In general, um, with the food, I think you're uh, on the right track. So I would definitely not go back to any dry dog food. Okay. And I would think about supporting the adrenal gland. Okay. And there are a lot of different ways to go about this. I think, um, uh, is it petwellbeing.com? Mm-hmm. I'm, really, I'm really vague today. Petwellbeing.com. They make a lot of uh, different herbal uh, supplements uh, for, um, for dogs and cats, and they use organic herbs, and they don't use any alcohol. And so they're using glycerin as their preservative and natural bacon flavor. Oh, my. Um, oh, wow. Okay. So I'm sure they have something there for the adrenal glands, so I would look at something like that. Herbs okay. that support the adrenal glands are typically called adaptogens because they help our bodies adapt to stress. That's what your adrenal glands are supposed to be doing. Okay. So I would use something like that, and then I would use... Um, a source of minerals because minerals directly feed the adrenal glands. And how do you get minerals? Uh, typically medicinal mushrooms. Okay. Uh, I think would be a good source. There are also some supplements that you can make that are called glandulars, which means they're made from animal organs. So in cases like this, I like to use standard process canine adrenal support. Um, okay. And, and there, are, there are other brands out there. I think Standard Process probably has, you know, top-of-the-line manufacturing uh, quality. They process everything without heat. Uh, and so it's made into a powder that is made for dogs, and it's very palatable for them. So I would look at those things, and probably a probiotic would be a good idea as well. Now, when you say medicinal um, mushrooms, what are you talking about, Dr. Jess? Oh, um, these uh, mushrooms that have um, anti-cancer effects like uh, reishi, shiitake, maitake, turkey tail, cordyceps. Okay. Um, so they need to be organically grown and processed in the United States. Bixby Pet. Okay. Bixby, yeah. company, B-I-X-B-I. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that can be found at some local pet food stores. Um, Super Snouts makes one. Now, probably... 
I guess there's been a little bit more research done on turkey tail. And so there's a lot of articles about if you have cancer, if you need minerals, you've got to take turkey tail. But I would not ignore the other medicinal mushrooms. So usually I like to use a blend. Okay. Turkey tail. Now that's a first for me. Because uh, turkey hunting season is on, and right now, and uh, my inherited son Dan has been out turkey hunting, and now I'm going to take the turkey tails a whole different <laughs> way now. Right? Yeah, this is a turkey tail mushroom. Okay, but I do feed oh. my dogs turkey tails. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, there's a turkey tail mushroom. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that. Our dog could be in any pain of any sort um, going through this whole process. No, it could, could, no Cushing's is not usually painful. I know okay. with the sh- with the shaking, yeah, uh, and the anxiety. A lot of people think of pain, and everybody wants to reach for the CBD. But yeah. I don't think that pain is a big symptom of these conditions. You know, this is okay. another case too, where hey, not a bad idea to take your dog to the chiropractor and make sure that the nerves going to the adrenal glands are getting good oxygenation. Just making sure everything is functioning as smoothly as possible. Okay, Dr. Jess, so what, how do you, can... Do you think that the vet was going to prescribe anything for, like, Cushing's if, when I bring this up to them tomorrow at the appointment? <laughs> Who knows? Okay. Who knows? Uh, there, there is a new drug. That's uh, not new anymore, but uh, a trilostane that is recommended for Cushing's disease. Um, I'm not a fan because of the side effects. Um, you know, yep. had a patient who died of it, that kind of thing. Uh, I'm more drug, holistic too, not so I would, I will probably yeah. stray away from anything prescribed and try the route of um, more natural before we would go that route. But um, okay, Doctor Jess, for uh, yeah. other uh, other listeners as such, number one, what is Cushing's, and two, why it's it so hard uh, until it gets you know to to find out if the dog or horse has Cushing's. Why is that? So Cushing's is basically overactive adrenal glands. Okay. So your adrenal glands are secreting too much cortisol. Now, we need cortisol. That's what the adrenal glands are supposed to do because it's that natural cortisol that allows us to meet the rigors of daily life, a.k.a. when you are lying in bed and you stand up to get out of bed, your blood pressure is supposed to go up because now your, you know, your relationship to gravity has changed. Okay. And, and cortisol is what helps us do that. So okay. cortisol helps us run for the bus, run away from the tiger, okay. you know, meet, okay. meet whatever our day demands. Okay. But if you have too much cortisol, then it's, then you're suffering the effects of long-term chronic excessive stress. And, you know, the adrenal glands typically, it's like being on steroids. There are some classic symptoms that go along with that. So you end up drinking a lot, peeing a lot, um, losing muscle. Uh, some dogs lose their fur. Sometimes they develop a pot-bellied appearance eventually as the liver gets enlarged mm-hmm. due to the effects of the cortisol. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, interesting. It's, it's kind of a whole... And so then why is it uh, so yeah. hard to have tests until maybe it's really established uh, to know if the dog or the horse has Cushing's? Well, for, you have to have a good suspicion. And then um, there are some changes on blood tests that are typically associated with Cushing's, with Cushing's, Cushing's? disease. Okay. Okay. And so um, without those changes in the blood test, some vets might be hesitant to test them for it. And also I've seen a lot of tests that come back kind of borderline, nebulous, 
where it's like, well, you know, it is now Cushing. Yeah, but it might be heading that way. But with, you know, natural therapies, you can step in. You don't have to wait okay. for a hardcore diagnosis. Like you don't have to wait until things are already bad before you can address symptoms. Okay. That sounds good. Okay, Caitlin, does that help you out? That helps me out tremendously. And because I want my dog to be in the Guinness Book of World Records for a lifespan. Um, <laughs> That's a good thing. As far as, as, you know, if, we're, if we will be able to manage it or is it just progressively like the disease just gets worse and worse like with age or is it all just based on the individual pet itself? It's the individual. Yeah. And I would start yeah. look into... I've, I've, I've had dogs go either way. Yeah. Have you looked into, Caitlin, have you looked into formulated raw diets? Um, well, I'm sure Chip would love that. Okay. Um, because yes, that's... I have. I would, yeah. Because well, that's what I would do is that, you know, you can go to the freezer section of some of the mom and pop shops, you know, yep. and, and try that. And then, um, because like I say, because what you're feeding the fresh pet, it's okay, uh, but you can do a lot better. Yeah, and so, absolutely. Yeah, so that's what I would look into is try to get into some more formulated raw diets is what it okay. is. Okay. Even like when you're making hamburger, drop a couple mm-hmm. pieces to the dog or ground turkey. I mean, anything raw, raw chicken, just anything is, is good. But then you got to remember at feeding time, what did you do during the day? <laughs> sure. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Jess, anything else you want to add? No. no I think we're I, Okay, well, Caitlin, onward I and really upward. I appreciate your, your time. And, you bet. Uh, yeah, I'll look forward to mentioning that at the vet tomorrow. At, well, me, I wish you luck if you're going well. to a convention, conventional one. <laughs> but, okay, okay kid, take care. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you. Oh, uh, you bet. Okay. We forgot when we came back to, to do the... We got to run the break. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> but anyway, okay, so I'm going to give you the second one. We'll do... Okay, how much does it cost to swim with the sharks? Okay, and then the other one is what has has more lives than a cat? What has more lives than a cat? We'll be back. All right. We got people waiting, so I got to... Okay, how much does it cost to swim with the sharks, Dr. Jessica? An arm and a leg. Ding, 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 oh, ding, ding. nice. All right. Okay. Oh. What has more lives than a cat? That I have no idea. Mm-mm. Okay. Do you have any? <laughs> no. Frogs. They croak every night. Aw. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Oh. Ding, ding, ding. So let's get We got yeah. patient people, so please hold on. We'll get you. Okay. Who's up next? We have Tom, and he has a question about watery eyes. Okay, Tom, turn oh, down okay. the radio. Radio. Hey there. Thank you. There you go. Thank you. I'm here. Can you Good. Hear me? Turn down the radio. Turn down the radio. I'm, hear- right. I'm hearing myself. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I thought it was the, with the car system. I thought it would go right to you. Is that better? Oh, yay, yay. Yeah, I don't hear myself. Other than myself, I'm hearing right now. No, <laughs> but anyway. Okay, what's um, up? Well, first of all, um, thank you. And I didn't know I was going to get to mention my turkey hunt on this call, but I'm on my way home without any turkey tails. Ah, uh, no turkey. Yeah, Dan hasn't had any luck either. So we've got this big Tom that decides that my bumper of my avalanche is fun to walk around and, and peck at. But the minute yeah. you get to out there, phew, gone. It's like, okay, well, maybe next time. So, Tom. Yeah, maybe next time. There you all go. All right, we have a uh, six-year-old uh, mini golden retriever okay and um she has not typically had much in a spring allergy kind of situation sometimes a little scratchy paws and stuff but never something prolonged but for the last six or eight weeks she's been having some real watery eyes all very clear Mm -hmm. um in nature no goopy stuff and originally we thought maybe it was 
spring related allergy, but it keeps persisting. And what we've realized it's happening only when she eats. So she is eating her two meals a day, um, mostly in the evening. She waits to us. So it's, a uh, um, and, and then she's, uh, gets these watery eyes for about an hour. It looks like she's crying mm-hmm. and uh, gets real wet. And then it's fine about, you know, another hour later. We switched the protein of the food we were serving, thinking that might um, change something and uh-huh. it's not had any effect on her. Okay. Uh, what are you feeding? Uh, uh, Roosevelt, uh, from Chuck and Don. Okay. Yeah. That's her brand. Yeah. And so you, what were you feeding? Were you feeding chicken? Uh, the chicken is the brand new one. I think the one we just left to try was the beef and lentil. Okay. Okay. Dr. Jess, what do you think? Um, I wonder what else is in the food. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I was thinking it'd be, you know, if she had a, a chicken allergy or something like that. But it would last longer mm-hmm. than that. Would she just well, had watery eyes for about an hour after, and then then they, then they dry up? And then they dry up, and it's pretty good. And um, and we've been right, serving but, this food mm-hmm. for yeah. Go on. Go ahead. Well, uh, chicken might still for, be uh, an ingredient. Know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead, Doctor Jess. Chicken might still be an ingredient in the first food that you were feeding. Uh-huh. So um, even if the food is labeled, you know, beef and peas. It doesn't, not, that doesn't mean that there's not chicken in there. That's true. That's true. you got to read the label. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I would read through the ingredients and then also just, you know, we just have to be aware that the pet food manufacturers can change the formulas, but they have six months to use up their old packaging. Right. Uh, right. So we don't, you know, one thing they always have. One thing that you could try, Tom, is uh, Nutrisource has a line. It's called Pure Vita, P-U-R-E-V-I-T-A. And what that is, is it's a rarity in the dog food world. And the reason is, is because it's called a single source. If it says duck, it's only duck. If it says turkey, it's only turkey. Okay. Whether they, they, they Most of all your other uh, blends have, uh, uh, you know, formulas, I should say, have blends of meat or like preserved with chicken fat or, you know, things like that. So the Pure Vita line would be a good one to try, you know, the, to see if that works for her. Because the more you rotation you do, the better. You want to buy smaller bags so that whenever you open a bag that is fed out within two weeks, a week and a half to two weeks, all right? Oh, okay, because mm-hmm. the longer you have it, then it starts going kind of rancid. Because, uh, that's, I'll, I won't get into that right now. But anyway, and so the otherwise, too, maybe you want to uh, start putting in some formulated raw. You know, because that's really healthy. They can absorb a lot. And, and Dr. Jess, what about probiotics or digestive enzymes? What's your thoughts? I think those can be helpful, but I agree with Katie. I think because remember, Katie, you told me once about when you toured the Nutrisource factory. Yep. And how they've got this bullet thing that cleans everything. Yep. Between between the different products that they make. Oh, you got a good memory. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of a lot of pet food plants don't have that and they are running 24 hours a day and they're just making like they'll make a batch of blah blah solid gold and then they make a batch of some other kind of food and they do not clean the machinery between batches and so that's how you can end up with a lot of cross-contamination so even if you look at your food and you're like well this one doesn't have chicken anywhere on the label but in veterinary medicine, this is called the turducken factor. Oh, interesting. And so there, there was a study that was published where they analyzed a whole bunch of different kinds of dry dog foods, and they found that 
Some of them didn't even have the protein that was on the package. Some of them had other proteins that were not listed on the packaging. Uh-huh. So dry dog food is kind of, you know, a great unknown to some extent. But if you have a company that, like Nutrisource, where they're really, you know, cleaning the machinery between every batch that they make. Yep, that's what they do. You know, it's, it's just going to give you a cleaner product where what it says on the label is probably what's in there. Yep. So that's why I would try, Tom, I would try the, the, the Pure Vital line. And like I say, buy smaller bags. How many pounds is your dog? She's about 50 pounds. 50 pounds? Okay. Um, so, because I, myself, when I had Zelda, the 90-pounder, I just buy the 8-pound bags. You ro- If they've never had it before, you rotate it in, like... Uh, a quarter of the new, uh, quarter of the new to three quarters of the old for two or three days, and fifty fifty for two or three days. Every dog rotates. Sometimes it has to be three four days. They rot- but once yeah, they've I'm had definitely it, definitely not doing it that often. Okay, yeah. And so then every time, uh, it went, once you rotate one in, and when it comes back into uh, rotation, you just open the bag and feed it. It's only if they've never had it. But I guess I would try the Nutrisource line just for the fact, like, like there is no cross-contamination because they clean everything between batches, okay? And so I would give that a shot and just see if it might be a chicken allergy because most chicken and now pork is becoming the cheap, you know, filler. And a lot of dogs that can't deal with the chicken and say with the cat, I've got a cat that can't take chicken. So that's what I eliminated that totally. You're looking for specifically chicken. That's your worry that it's reacting. It could be. That's usually what the most is. Okay, and some of that, some of them are react to rice because it's a high starch. All right, and so uh, so that's what we just got to do is see if it's a protein. First, try that. You know, like the, go ahead. And you keep looking for. You're looking at the food. You're not. There's no emotional response to you know the excitement of eating anything like that. It's, no, it's you're, it's a physical response to the food. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. Okay. So give, I would give that a shot first. Maybe add some probiotic digestive enzymes, you know, to just get the, the system going be- more, uh, you know, better. Okay. Thank you, okay, Mike. You bet. Have a great day. Thanks for the call. Thanks for waiting. Greatly appreciate it. There we go. Oh, no. Here we go. Okay. What did the golfer, why did the golfer wear two pairs of pants? Why did the golfer wear two pairs of pants? We'll be back. At the Home Depot, we have Black Friday savings all through November. And with that comes a joyful holiday bustle that we just love to hear. Although we also love the sound that comes after the holidays. When people put their new tools to use. In fact, we love it so much. When you buy select Milwaukee M18 kits, you'll get an extra tool for free. So after you're done filling the air with holiday magic, you can fill it with the sounds of doing. The Home Depot. How doers get more done.